welcome back. Welcome back to the home of everything race, religion, and culture. This is the Stephen Era Podcast. Head over to the website at the Stephen Era Podcast.com. Subscribe, support, and share. Much love to Patricia Carter in Altadena, California. I appreciate you and thank you for your support. And thanks y'all for hanging with a brother this far on the journey. This is season one, episode nine, and we out the church, y'all. We are out the church. The door is shut, the lights are off, and we're officially out of the building, out of the building. So hope you enjoyed the drama, and I'm sure there'll be plenty more of it in the future. Uh, If it's your first time here and you've been enjoying the podcast so far, hit the subscribe button, support, and make sure to share. Look, while we were in the church the past few weeks, there was some award show and I guess a bunch of people show up to these things. And there was one altercation that seemed to hit the world by storm. You know what it is. And I know what it is because our news timelines and media have been filled with this incident. I've heard various people discuss it. By the way, head over to Courage to Change on YouTube. My sister has a good take on that. That'll be very interesting. If you like her stuff, then make sure you subscribe there, too. But people have been drowning this situation over and over again everywhere we look. And I know you may be thinking, I already heard all there is to be said about this. Right. So what have you got to say now, Steph? I don't want to hear it. Right. Please don't even go into it. But I'm glad you asked. Let me start with three words. They were they black men. Now, whether you believe that one had a patch of sorts on his cheek, leaned in for the assault, that they both smiled right before it and after it, security stayed put, the assaulter got to sit in and watch the show with no recourse, that the personal capital increased a hundredfold in both areas, which by all intent just means that you think it was staged. Or if you believe that an assault took place and that's the end of the story, either way, they black men. Now, why is it so important that they are black men? Because in 2021, our society doesn't have an MLK anymore. Our society doesn't have a Malcolm X, a Huey Freeman, or anybody else that we technically call leaders. Why? Well, because the government killed them. It is what it is. So in the absence of black leaders in our society, I would argue that we replace them with entertainers. When you think of black leaders today, What pops in your mind for the majority of us is someone who's an actor, an athlete. Maybe it's Obama, which is a whole other story, but just maybe. But for the most part, our leaders have become our entertainers. Now, you have two of the biggest on one stage. That's the biggest. And they create the biggest spectacle that sends shockwaves throughout the world. I'm not talking about if it was staged or not. I'm talking about the impact that the actions has on the entire world at this moment. Two black men assaulted each other, one verbal and one physical. What does that say to people now about us as a people right now? Perhaps that we don't respect each other. So why do they need to respect us? Perhaps it perpetuates the black on black crime narrative that we are already drowning in. Perhaps it endorses the tough guy, the gangster, Toxic masculinity narrative that is also seeping through our community and the world. They were black men and for all intent and purposes, leaders in their own right. And they got up on the world stage and assaulted each other. There are no winners here. 
There's no side that is right or wrong here. Everybody loses, and they do it on the grandest of world stages. I mean, if two of the most successful and respectable black men could assault each other on stage like that, then how can I be trusted not to follow the same pattern and behavior? See, the world, or to the world, these two represent all black men to a degree, and the dichotomy of the psyche of the black man. We either smile and welcome violence as it comes to us, or we ourselves are the perpetrators of the violence. And like many like to say and divert to, especially when the issue is a race issue, they always go to black on black crime. And we aren't insulted. We aren't repulsed. We out there making jokes and memes all over the Internet about the whole situation and mocking ourselves along with the rest of the world. They both brought us down a notch and they both gave people especially some white people around the world, justification for their disrespect, their treatment, and their thoughts about us and who we are. And when we make fun of the situation, we empower the white supremacy machine to rise up against us further and to keep us in the bondage that we live in called racism. The act that they both did was despicable. The verbal assault should not have taken place and neither should the physical. Both brothers should have had a higher consciousness and respect for each other and their larger communities that they would even refuse to act in that manner. That's the problem with our people. We have forgotten to act and think and be community. We are the most individualized people I have ever seen. We don't help each other. We don't support each other. We don't think about the larger and greater good. All we think about is what's in it for me. That's why we can't build generationally. And that's why we can't shut down systems, because we will always find a way to sell another out for personal gain. See, we both Jesus and Judas. We have all the power to heal, the power to redeem, the power to create, the power to build. And we betray all of that for 30 pieces of chicken from Popeye's, our 30 liters of liquor, our $30 worth of gas. We're not going to even talk about the bills that were secretly introduced while we were watching two black men disgrace each other on national television. Bills like, I don't know, AB 1993 or SB 871, if you're in California, look them both up. And there's a bunch more that they just slid through the door. And while y'all out there making memes and being entertained, these bills should keep on sliding through the door. So check the new bills in your state. Check the new bills in your state. Check the new bills in your state. Because usually when something like this explodes in the media, they are introducing, moving, or passing laws in secret. If you don't hear nothing else I say on this podcast, you better hear this. Check the new bills in your state. Because usually when something is blowing up in the media, they are introducing, moving, or passing new laws in secret. Because, hey, if you don't even know what the law is, you can't speak out against it, right? So all of a sudden it goes through with no opposition, and then you wake up one morning, and here it is, legal and non-legal to do and act certain ways. Now, that's all I want to say about that. Two black men in a matter of moments 
happen to perpetuate the stereotypes and reasoning that people use to hate us. No one won that night. And innocent bystanders with the same skin will not continue, will now continue to be judged and punished because of the actions of two on a global scale. Mass punishment through systems and structures of racism subtly, silently, and continually. Now, there's another story that broke. Maybe you heard of it, maybe you didn't. An Instagram model named Courtney Taylor, who was white, stabbed her boyfriend Christian Abumseli, who was black, and I'm assuming African because of the last name, but she stabbed him and killed him in a condo in Miami. Now, immediately she was Baker acted, which is a law in Florida or an act in Florida, which means they put her in a mental institution and they can't release her name or details, et cetera, to the press. Right. Just be her name. And she's there in the institution and he's dead. Now, apparently Christian was also ranting on social media about how he hated black women, didn't want to date him and all these various things he was saying. And what he loved murdered him and took his life. So in this story, we have something similar to the last story, you know, with the two men uh, on the world stage. We have a verbal assault and a physical one. Christian ultimately verbally assaulted or degraded black women, and he was murdered by a white woman. He made statements like black girls disgrace themselves on TV. Like white mammograms are better than black mammograms. I'm using the PG version. This is a kid-friendly show. And that black women are ignorant. So he went off and enjoyed his preference, and later he was murdered by his preference. Now, first off, I wonder what Christian gained by disrespecting black women. I mean, can anyone explain to me, especially as a black man, why I would disrespect black women when a black woman brought me here and worked hard to bring me here and keep me here at that? Nothing else sounds more like self-hate to me than that, than to disrespect, to hate and insult black women. Now, I have had some issues with some sisters. And yes, they don't always do us right. We don't do them right. We get we got problems. But I can't recollect feeling so visceral, viscerally negative to women who in general resemble the woman who created me, who I love. So self-hate was probably somewhere in there. But also, did he have an identity crisis or something or maybe some low self-esteem? Because apparently he wanted so badly to be approved and received by this woman. And it remains to be seen if she, if he will actually get justice or if she will even pay for the crime she has committed. Because we know in America, if your skin colors a certain tone, you just get certain privileges. Right. That's just what it is. And we have case after case after case that we can bring up for anybody in doubt of that fact. Now, maybe she will and maybe she won't. But what, what was it, what was in Christian's mind is the thing that most concerns me, because Christian, where did you learn to hate women made in the same complexion as you the way that you do? Where did you learn to speak this way and deem it acceptable? And Christian, who was going to fight your cause now? There's a difference I've learned between a black American and a black African. Uh, I had a panel once when I was in seminary and it was called the African versus the African-American debate. Now, literally, we had people come in and we went at each other for about an hour or so. So you heard the African perspective, 
which was my brother Gideon and Bowie from Kenya. And you heard the African-American perspective, which was my spells, myself speaking for blacks in America. So people believe that we were going to fight at the end of the discussion because we got raw. But very end of the discussion, we got ice cream, had tea, you know, whatever. We were really cool with each other. But what I've learned and what I discovered is that when Africans come to the Western world, when they come to America, they at times, right, not everybody, but some of them at times come and they have some unrealistic expectations of the Western world and of black people in it. Now, I've heard all kinds of things like we thought there would be money laying in the streets out here. You know, I was shocked when I saw that there was a white person laying on the ground homeless. How could that be? Uh, and also the fact that you have been in America for all this time. And what have you done with the opportunity? You have squandered it. You should be paving away for me when I arrive and when I get here. This is how some of the people think. Right. So when we fight for equality and representation in the workplace and all these different things. And then guess what? An African comes in and African gets hired who has no idea of our struggles no idea of the cost that we paid, but hey, the job got a black person, right? So the quota is met, quotas filled, everybody's good to go. And it furthers the resentment and, and struggle that we have amongst each other as Africans and African-Americans. Africans also arrive with virtually no understanding of racism in America. And for the most part, they act like white people more than anything else. And I've had someone even tell me that they didn't even know they were black until they came to America because they finally got a taste of experience that racism. So it's amazing, right? And, and it's interesting. And I'm assuming that Christian had a bunch of these things possibly going on as well. And it led him down a road that placed him into circumstances that ultimately led to the loss of his life. Can you see all the layers that are here within these two stories? I mean, I mean, you got two black men assault each other, and then you have a white woman assaulting a black man. A black man insults another black man's wife and this other black man insults all black women. One black man is assaulted or slapped. The other black man is murdered with a knife. What are the common denominators in these tragedies? Black men insulting and verbally assaulting black women and black men being assaulted and murdered by their own and by others. We have hatred for our black women and we have hatred for each other. And not only do we disrespect and assault each other, but other races can do it also with prejudice and sometimes without prosecution. Assault is the word of the day, listeners. And it's a word that we need to get out of our vocabulary system. I said before that if I had one superpower, it would be mind control. And I'll be able to control everyone with melanin in the world and get them on one accord. And that accord would be unity. We have to stop hating each other and start helping each other. We have to stop tormenting and start trusting. Some of this we have been taught and we are continually being socially conditioned to be, but at some point, someone has got to step up and say enough is enough so we can thrive and be the people that we were called meant to be. Listen, the world is changing, people. And while Hispanics hunker down with Hispanics and Asians hunker down with, this, with Asians, where will we be? But those are simply words from a realist. As usual, hope you enjoyed the show and the content. 
Send me a message, show some support, or hey, share the website at thestephanera.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Until the next time, grace, peace, love. We out now.